0: Hello, this is Roy with The Love Chat, and today's topic is making sense of it. Now this is video number 267. If you have a question you would like for me to consider in a future video, please write it in a comment below. And if you enjoy my videos, I would be so very grateful if you'd subscribe and hit like. If you would like to work with me in a private one-on-one coaching, just visit my website thelovechat.net slash coaching and use the code TLC2020 to take 15% off all regular voice coaching. Now then, breakups, reconciliation, no contact, X is coming back, what the hell is going on here? I do videos like this every couple of months just for those people who are new to my channel and who maybe haven't scrolled back 200 videos to hear certain answers, and I like to cover them all in one video that's a bit newer to make it easier on everybody, and maybe answer some questions that haven't been really figured out before. So what is the purpose for anything I'm saying, what's the point? right? And if you had never found my channel, would you even be thinking strategically about any of this stuff? So what am I talking about? Well, let's say you're recently broken up with. And of course, this is something that you don't want. So being broken up with puts you in a bit of a negative mood. Somebody is walking away from you, you're experiencing rejection, rejection makes you feel like you're not good enough. And you take what they had done to you, even though it's not so much rejection as it is selection. And we've talked about that before. And you're using that sense of rejection to make yourself even worse, right? You're thinking in terms of like, oh, well, I'm not good enough. This person doesn't want me. And at the same time, you're putting them way up on this high pedestal that you can't reach them, right? You're treating them like they're a celebrity. So they're treating you like you're a fan. What do we do? Well, we'll usually do things like beg, plead. We will not listen to the things that they're telling us that they need. And we view the whole thing as like a punishment, right? Like I'm being punished for something that maybe your ex, the dumper who walked away, maybe they didn't even tell you it was wrong until the breakup. And even at the breakup, maybe they didn't tell you. And that can suck. So let's just boil this down to simple elements. Something bad happened to you. When something bad happens to us, we want to make sure that bad thing doesn't happen again. So, we are creatures capable of adapting. How do you adapt to something like this, though? Well, the first place our brain goes is figure out the problem. Now, your ex recently broke up with you, and your first instinct is basically telling you, go figure out the problem, right? See if you can undo the problem. Pester them with questions that maybe they've given you the answer to a thousand times, but you're not listening. And folks, I am so guilty of this, because... Anxiety gets in the way, and anxiety doesn't necessarily want you to figure out the problem, but at least that's how we view it in the moment, but later we'll discuss why your emotions are actually your friends, and they're just trying to help you. It's how you use them that gets you in trouble. But, like I said, your ex breaks up with you, and the first thing you can think of is ask them why. Figure out why. Can I undo this? Is there something I can offer them to prevent this pain? Because we are creatures that avoid pain, just naturally. And emotional pain cuts way, way deeper than physical pain. Because for physical pain, there's things you could do, right? There's physical therapy, there's medicine, there's bandages, whatever. But with emotional pain, sometimes the only way to heal it is to sit with it. So, you find out this new thing on the internet called no contact. Or maybe you just instinctively do it. Maybe you just think, alright, well... Hey, me pestering them and me trying to logic them out of how they feel is not going to work, right? Emotions will win 95% of the time. And that 5%, that logic does win, that's somebody who is like an adult now. And sometimes being an adult means sacrificing what your heart wants for what you logically know is good for you. But so many of us don't do that because we don't feel that. And so you go into no contact. You begin sitting down and maybe with a piece of paper and a pencil and taking stock of the things that you cannot control, and you learn to slowly, really slowly, accept them. I can't change this. It doesn't matter what I do. I have no direct, keyword, influence over this. Doesn't matter what I do. My direct actions will only serve to make this thing worse. What does that mean? That means kicking down your ex's door and... Arguing with them, using logic, or, you know, going the emotional route and saying, please, I need you so much, you know, let me buy you all these flowers, let me buy you dinner, grand gestures. That just makes us look pathetic, right? Because then they look at us and go, ugh, you know. Even if I kind of wanted you, like, now I don't. Why does that happen? Because now they know they can have you. I hate to burst the Disney bubble. Life is not one big romantic story. They know they can have you. Our job as human beings is to grow, is to point upwards, is to strive upwards. You are now presenting yourself as something that is downwards. Not only that, but you are presenting yourself as something that is abundant, right? They can have you. If they want to call you up next month and go on a date, they can. So they don't worry about not having you. They know you're still reliably theirs. However, if they don't hear from you, and you're working on yourself in every way that you find to be important, and maybe some ways that you don't find to be so important, but you know would be good for you, right? Emotions versus logic. Then they get a little worried. And they're even more, or I guess even less, comfortable, because now they see that you're rising up, and they're not used to that, right? The story up until now has been that you're just going to sit and take it, and you're going to wait until I want you, and maybe I'll never want you. Some people chase their ex for years literally years, and it sets up this unhealthy cycle, and it's so hard to break out of the cycle, and so many of you know what being in that cycle is like, because when they break up with you, all you can see when you look at them is this angel, right, this goddess or god, and you're like, I need to worship this person. I cannot live without this person. And you begin to tell yourself all of these different lies and myths about how how amazing that person was and how You were supposed to be in a relationship with them, and you know that you'll be back together one day, and you do what's worse, and you begin looking up different and very likely unhealthy ways of getting them back, right? YouTube tarot card readings and Law of Attraction videos, get your ex back subliminals, whatever might be out there. And you talk to friends. Basically, you look for any type of hope that you can, that this person will be back together with you. You help Create more damage. And understandably so, because going through a breakup sucks. It's hard. It's like completely opposite of what's supposed to biologically happen. You think, I'm living, I'm existing, I have a shelter, I have food, I have a mate. Well, now that mate goes away. And our lizard brains are like, well, if that mate goes away, how can I procreate? And that's like the whole reason I'm here, is to continue the race. And if I can't continue the human race because they left, I need to go into panic mode for several reasons, including, you know, attachment theory, which I'm not even going to get into in this video. There's tons of other videos on the internet about it. But at the end of the day, it's just simple hurt. That's what you're going through. It's withdrawal from oxytocin, from vasopressin, from whatever other feel-good hormones engage themselves in relationships. So yeah, we act kind of crazy. But as you begin working on yourself, and as you begin rising above, several things happen. It's an attack from several angles. The first angle is, you feel better about you. You become less sure if this person is what you want. Really. And you're looking at them thinking, you know, I'm beginning to remember all the crappy things about being with you. And I'm able to acknowledge the good things. But I am now more aware of the bad things, right? The good things don't completely overshine the bad things. The second angle is it attacks from them. In other words, they get hit with this like, holy crap, this person's growing and they're not begging and pleading anymore and I was so used to that constant stream of validation and now my safety net's gone. So imagine walking a tightrope and looking down and the net that you're always used to being there, right? The pillow that's always going to catch you when you fall is now no longer there. They're like, oh, well, all right, what I do matters now, right? Ooh, can't just be saved by them this time. Hmm. And the real difference between the dumpy and the dumper is the dumpy has all of these extra negative emotions, right? And there's huge motivation to get away from those negative emotions. And in fairness, a large part of the dumpy's mindset is, how can I improve to win them back? And frankly put, if that's what gets you up and moving, go for it. Because I promise you, if you consistently stay on the self-work, eventually it's going to be for you. Truly, 100% for you. So if the question is, hey, should I just mope around and not improve in any way? Or improve for them? Yeah, take improve for them. Because at first it's for them. But as you grow, it becomes intrinsic. And you're like, wow, I actually, I really like the way I look. I really like the way I feel. I really like the way that other people are paying attention to me. And then, yeah, it becomes for you. You know, one thing that people have been saying to me lately is, like, how COVID is causing so many breakups because we can't see each other or there's so much stress and COVID is just exacerbating stress. And yeah, that's true. It is. But you also have to remember that that's a double-edged sword. Because people who are ending relationships are also returning to them because there's nothing to do. There's just loneliness. And I can't really go out to the gym And I can't really go try that new restaurant that just opened up. I can't really go on dates with people because I can't meet up with people. And so, yeah, many exes are leaving, but many exes are returning too. But here's the problem. The problem is when they return because of the coronavirus. Because of the plan B. And so that is why it's overwhelmingly important in your personal work to include boundaries. Right? How do we know that they're on the up and up? How do we know that this isn't just about because they were lonely? Why are you suddenly good enough now, but you weren't good enough then? Obviously, in truth, you were always good enough, but the question is, why do they perceive you as now good enough? Because they didn't expect you to do no contact? Because they didn't expect you to hold your power? So, I really want everybody here who either has their ex back or is hoping for their ex back, or is just hoping to move forward and get into a new, happy, healthy relationship at some point. Sit down and write out a list of boundaries, a list of lines that this person cannot cross, a list of things that you know you need in relationships and you're not willing to settle without. That is overwhelmingly important, and that is a huge part of personal work. Now, I may be releasing a video quite soon about boundaries. It's going to be a very difficult video to make because boundaries are all over the place, right? And they're largely informed by who you are as a person and the experience that you've had from that ex and the experiences that you've had from other exes and the experiences that you've had from your family. So it's a very, very broad topic, and I'll make a video of it, but it will be hard to do that one justice. So no matter how you want to unpackage this thing, it's about your personal growth. You must grow. Human beings do best When we have a purpose, when we have an aim, if you're just floating around aimless, purposeless, yeah, things are going to suck for you. Yeah, you're going to go through breakups. And yeah, your ex probably won't come back. Or if they do come back, they'll say, this person's in the exact same place I left them. Why should I take them back? And that's the question you want to ask yourself. What's my aim? Where am I going? What am I trying to accomplish? And your aim can't necessarily be a romantic relationship, although that is a good thing to acquire once you are on your aim and you know that another person won't shake you off your aim. So this whole video was about breaking down some of the reasons that we do things like no contact, that we do things like personal work, and some of the mindset that we get into when we're going through a breakup. Because breakups are awful, and they're insidious and sneaky, and they screw with you at maximum efficiency they're good at making you feel bad. And most of the time, at least post-breakup, you're bad at making you feel good. So, it's about learning how to overcome these challenges. And it's also about learning how to sit with your emotions and just feel how you feel. And accept how you feel. Right now I feel bad. And perhaps there's nothing that I need to do to change that. Perhaps I'm just allowed to feel bad for a little while. Now, of course, there's a time to get up and do the personal work and If you need help with what personal work is, please check out video number 136, and that goes into a bit more detail about what exactly to do. But the truth is that personal work changes from person to person. You know, what I might need to do might differ greatly from what you need to do. But ultimately, I think one thing, two simple words, will get you over your breakup and into bigger and better things, and maybe even get your ex back, if you even want that in a couple of months those two words are, aim up. That's all I had for today. If you enjoyed my video, I would be very grateful if you'd subscribe and hit like. Please leave a comment below and tell me what you thought of this video and what videos you might like to see in the future. Additionally, if you'd like extra videos each week, private live streams with me, one coming up this Sunday, and free copies of my best-selling book on Amazon, please visit my Patreon. Patreon.com slash TheLoveChat Until next time.